was looking for new intro stuff, and I've been on this kind of kick lately. So you're going to deal with my 1998 house, house dance EDM stuff. Uh, Stardust. Music sounds better with you. Let it go. There's a lot of music on today's podcast episode. You don't need Spotify. I can be an algorithm. Ask me for suggestions. Did I leave the vocals in? Maybe not. I will go get some Arvin Van Helden. You don't know me if I have to. Um, hi. I am in a kind of a foul mood. I feel very incredulous right No, not incredulous. I feel very indifferent right now. I don't feel bad. I don't feel good. I'm like, eh. maybe it's because it's Wednesday. Um, I don't know. And when, when, when you're so indifferent, what's the best thing to do? You should talk to people on a podcast. I wasn't going to record today. Like I said, the end of the year would be a little sporadic. But uh, there's some good content to get to. On the on-air show, which I usually record, that's almost like a, a dry run before we get to the podcast. Where things need to be less concise, less succinct. We can dive in a little bit deeper. I can stumble a little bit more. I can try to grab better words to share with you. Uh, let's get to things here. Uh, so there's my crankiness. It has nothing to do, maybe it has, has to do with, the, I didn't go to the gym today. Did I go yet? I didn't go yesterday. I had a dental appointment today. I had planned to get up at 5 a.m., before 5, to go and get coffee and make it over to the gym by 6, be home by 7.30 so I can go to my dental appointment. You know, there are, uh, there, there are probably a lot of things that you hear, personalities or influencers you probably wonder if those people even actually like and or support the product they are being paid to talk about. In the case of Dr. Frankel, absolutely. When I first moved here in 2013, I had a dental appointment. Like It was January of 2013. I was already moved here. I could go back up to a dentist in Southfield. Or like I hear the morning show talking about Dr. Frankel. I'm like, hey, is he legit? Yep. Go there. I've been going ever since. Um, almost had to cancel the appointment yesterday because of the little little COVID thing, but we were all good. And um, a shout out to Natalie, who is a great hygienist, but maybe I'm just a great patient. Um, when I was a little boy, when I first started going to the dentist, I was the kid that ran. I was a runner. And when they could sit me down and stop me from crying, uh, the x-rays, I gagged. I don't know if I got x-rays of my back my back teeth taken till I was an adult because I was vomiting like somebody who had drinking a case of beer and several fifths of other things. It was ugly. I felt bad for my mom that she had to do whatever. I felt bad for the people who almost lost a finger trying to, uh, to get those x-rays. I felt bad for the people who kind of had to hold me in the, it was, it was awful. Then I had other dental issues because I didn't go to the dentist in my, mid-twenties, and I had to have several scaling and root plantings, which were not fun. I thought I, I learned my lesson. Then I found another dentist in Allentown, and I was like, this appointment is really quick. He was not um, 
using the, the scraper thing. This not the scalpel. He wasn't scraping the plaque off of my teeth. So I get to Detroit. My teeth had been bothering me. I was starting a new job. My gums were bothering me, actually. I was panicked. I, I had a dental appointment in Detroit before I even started at my new job. Another scaling and root planing. It was awful. And I wasn't medicated then. I was an adult wreck. Then I get to Dr. Frankel, and everything is squared away. I floss. I use ACT. I use an electric toothbrush. I've had a couple of cavities in my time with Dr. Frankel, but that's it. Now when I go to my dental appointments, like I slept in today. I got up at 6.30, not 5. Took a long shower, went to Panera for a bunch. Um, made a phone call, got over to Dr. Frankel about 8.10. Was in the chair with Natalie at 8.20 and I'm like, oh. she's like, how are you feeling? I was like, please shut the TV off. When I go to the de- when I go to the dentist now, it's like 20 minutes where I'm I have to force myself to just lay there and not move. And it's kind of peaceful and relaxing, which is the last thing most people would ever say about the dentist. And it's funny. I always joke with whoever. I think I probably said this to Natalie a year ago. It's like, we have had incredible advances in so much medical technology and especially um, dentistry. I listen to a sports talk host. He says his dentist cleans his teeth with like a laser. Nothing goes in his mouth. Well, I'm... I want to ask Dr. Frankel about that. We got two tied up talking tigers today in Jewish Federation. Um, but it's amazing. For all the medical advancements we have, they're still putting that nasty-ass cement polish on our teeth. Oh, it's disgusting. And whoever it is, Karen, Natalie, they're like, what flavor do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Cement tastes like cement. It might smell like mint, but it tastes like cement. I told you I was in one hell of a mood today. What does KT mean? Oh, I don't think... This was a thing I saw on Monday and it popped back up again today. Um, And it was on... No, it was not. That was another thing on Reddit. This is not the Juwan Armour stuff. So, uh, Katie Moline on City Council, she is the accountant. Uh, she has been on council for a couple of years. Got placed on a couple of years ago. Won re-election. I think... Um, Pretty handily this time around. I supported her. I believe she's in Old Orchard. She might be at large, though, as opposed to Sam Meldon's district. I think that's seven where Tom Winooski was. That's actually Sam's district. Katie might be at large. She is at large because she was up for um, election this time around, and that was all the at-large spots. I think Katie's fine. I think she's great. Uh, she is a She is an accountant, I would think, for city council and to help the city make sound financial decisions. You should have someone who has that as their background. Like, that's their day job. So, um, for the ARPA plan, I I believe it's the ARPA. Is it the ARPA plan? It's the ARPA plan or council budget. One way or another, I think it's it's a little bit of both. Or something in Monday's Blade, and then again, a little bit today. Um, Katie has raised her hand, and there's one other council person who is supporting Katie. Just one. I think it's Sir Sandra McPherson, I think. But Katie's like, hold on. I don't love these numbers. I get that. That's what an accountant should do. And Katie, to her credit, is thinking like long, long term. Because that ARPA money, like I think her point in the article I read on Monday was, all right, cool. We're going to throw all this, all this money towards these causes now. What happens when it goes away in six years? Great point. We do have problems that are pressing right now. Perhaps you've seen all the issues that we're going through, mostly the cause of COVID. Um, but there's another reason I'm... 
I'm kind of against like what Katie's doing. Um, it's one sign that there's only one other person supporting her. And I'm not saying Katie's bad at all. I've never met her. I certainly have supported everything I've seen from her campaign during her time on council. Good. Uh, so the mayor, uh, she's going against the mayor. That's kind of obvious. Uh, it's mostly his plan. I, he's got to implement the thing. He's the head of the city and the administration. But I also saw on Monday's story, uh, some other people stepped out, uh, against Katie's hand-raising. Randy Osher from ProMedica. He was like, look, we got to get this money. We got to implement it right now. We get the money and let's implement it. Again, because things are extremely pressing. Um, we have this money. No, no, we don't want to spend it unwisely. I don't even know if Katie's right or wrong. But going up against the mayor and Randy Ostra and one last person who, as far as I can tell is one of the most unimpeachable people, one of the most revered citizens in Toledo who does things for so many people, many in the black community, many for kids, many who are underprivileged, uh, Reverend John C. Jones. I had the privilege to meet John a couple of years ago, a friend at Prometica. Uh, John, I think, was working over there at the time. Um, wanted to get me on his radar, and John was kind enough to have lunch. We had lunch at Grumpy's. Great dude. Great to meet him. And we didn't really connect much after that, but I saw all the things he was involved in with um, HOPE. And I forget what that's an acronym for. But a bunch of the money for ARPA and city stuff was going to go to HOPE because HOPE has its hands in the causes and places that need a lot of that money. And yes, we don't want to be short-sighted. And when 2027 comes around, go, we ain't got no more money to pay anybody. But if if we don't get there in reasonably decent shape, we don't have to worry about that. So John, when I saw John's name, I was like, ooh, Katie's got to stand down. This is not the hill I would want to die on. And she may be right, but politics is every... Like somebody somebody, uh, somebody countered me in a Reddit's discussion today. Like I said, I'm, I'm indifferent. When I'm indifferent, I'll argue. Don't, inter- don't argue on the internet. Two things I believe in. Uh, they, they talked about cherry-picking numbers. You can cherry-pick. Everything can be cherry-picked. And all things are politics. Um, I, for one, even if I didn't like them and thought what they were doing was evil and immoral, I don't think that's the case, I would not want to make enemies out of um, the mayor, Randy Ostra, um, arguably the most important business person in, in Toledo, in the area, in the region, and John Jones. I don't think John has any enemies. He seems like such a decent human being. How can you not like John? I wouldn't want those. I wouldn't. I would not go to battle against those three. Let them have this one. Pick another hill, as they say. That is not the hill to die on. All right, lighter stuff. Now, um, I don't watch The Voice. Somebody said today, you don't watch TV, do you? I really don't. Um, but I've been following a girl named Tom, the sibling trio of Becca, Caleb, and Josh um, from Pettisville, where. I actually decided to look it up yesterday. I think it's halfway between here and Indiana. So it's Northwest Ohio. Um, their their journey started uh, maybe a month or so ago. That's when I think I started talking about them. Uh, it ended last night with, um, with this. The winner of The Voice is... an American Idol. Drawing out of it. Girl named Tom! 
And uh, they did this Jonas Brothers hit with Kelly Clarkson last night. It's very good. Enjoy it. Part of it. That's Kelly. One of the brothers, Josh or Caleb. So they won The Voice last night. This is the most I followed The Voice uh, since season... This is season 21. Since season 17. So four seasons ago when Max Boyle from Toledo was on The Voice. Max is down mustachioed, mustached in Nashville. I actually want to see if he can get me in the direction to get those three uh, either on the podcast, on the show, over with Denny or Lynn and Cliff. And from what I gather... um. They want $100,000 and a record contract. Um, a girl named Tom. They're likely headed in the direction of doing country music. They will, and now, maybe one of those songs will be big enough to become a pop hit. Um, maybe they will do something with a pop-leaning artist, and we'll play it on Q105. But uh, it seems like they're going to another format. Uh, a couple of BG things, and we'll keep it short here. Um, so Bowling Green was decimated, Bowling Green, Kentucky, by the, uh, tornadic activity and the severe weather. Our BG is trying to help that BG. No, this will not, I hate autoplays. I know, look, we're getting free content from news sources, websites, all this stuff. Um, so we have to deal with the autoplay bullshit, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. Um, Our BG is trying to help its sister city. They're doing collections, monetary donations. Um, They'll go to the BG Kentucky Chamber of Commerce if you're interested in helping or want to spread the word. Donations will be collected by our BG, by the mayor and the Chamber of Commerce at the fire station from 6 to 9 a.m. on Friday. And donations can also be dropped off at the Chamber of Commerce from 9 to 5 that day. Make the check out to, there's not a GoFundMe. Um, and they take money with that. Make the check out to Bowling Green Chamber of Commerce. One more thing about BG. Um, for some years ago, I saw something on probably Twitter at the time, maybe Instagram, delicious bar food, uh, like fried stuff, uh, like chicken chunk type things, wings, fries, even fried up shrimp. I didn't look at the shrimp. I looked at the fries and the sauces he had on it. Triga Meals. He was on the podcast four years ago. His name is Deontay. I'm pretty sure it's it's Shivers, not Shivers. Deontay Shivers, who I think came out of a very rough situation um, from Detroit. Lost his mom. All, if you follow his socials, he, he dearly misses his mom. Um, and Deontay had some struggles at BG. Got it together. Started cooking out of his, uh, out of his dorm. I guess some people were like, hey, this dude is smoking in there. It wasn't it, 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 like weed. It was his food that smelled so good. Um, he would serve stuff out of his dorm. It was like $10 a plate. And uh, he's feeding BG students this week or this past week because they're in finals. So I'm guessing when you're stressed during finals, some delicious free food 
helps. And uh, it's been amazing to watch. You'd never know that Deontay is uh, is a Detroit kid because he loves BG so much. Where we have our actualization and enlightenment, that becomes our home. Like people probably could see most of my stuff and go, "Oh, you're from you were born in Toledo." No. But um, this is where parts of me came alive, much like De- Deontay, who plays some football as well. Like I said, uh, dearly misses his mom. He cooks out of, is it Ziggy's? What's the main drag uh, where BG is, like when you get off 75? Is that Wooster? So when you take that street, there's a place that's still on the campus of BG, on the le- on the opposite side of most of the places from the school. It's Ziggy's, right? For the longest time, I think Deontay was cooking out of their kitchen. I think he does some deliveries. But look him up. Triga Meals. And if I can remember the story that he told me when he visited the podcast, I was like, where'd you come up with that name? So he's a ball player. Played some basketball. And I think his, he said, he was a little hesitant to take some jump shots at times. And his coach was like, pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Triga Meals was then born. Deliciously. Um... One more thing, I think. Um, I'm seeing lots of stories in the news about mental health help. Um, you know, you can always reach out to me. We we overwhelm you with mental health things here on this podcast. Um, I know every year there's stories in the news about it's the toughest time of year because it's people like me uh, who struggle year-round, but then it gets worse because... They're not with family. They don't have family. Uh, it's it's hit me sometimes because everything shuts down, so I don't have as many activities to keep me busy. Everyone is doing family things, so I feel it a little bit. But some people feel it really hard. I'd actually have to look up the numbers and see just how much higher, if it is at all, the suicide rate or overdose rate uh, this time of year. But uh, we are really coming to a head now of a mental health crisis. We had some numbers this year about last year, and we're like. Hmm. Suicides did not really go up. Overdoses did, sadly, but we're not going to see the, the the real, true, accurate numbers for, for years. We're maybe halfway through this thing. And at this point, again, like we've said all the time, it, it affects everyone on the planet. Um, we always focus on the deaths. Not that we shouldn't. We're going to get to 800,000 before it's said and done. We'll probably get to a million American deaths. It might take a couple of years. But we'll probably get there. But... 330 million Americans have been affected. Um, And while 800,000 people is a lot of dead bodies, 330 million is far more people to to worry about. And uh, I know this sounds cold and ruthless, uh, but I go back to Spock was cold, logical, ruthless. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Not that we should prevent people from dying, but... Everyone is affected by this in one way, uh, shape, or another. And it seems that there's a lot of broken kids right now. I remember vividly, not this summer, last summer, I was like, parents, your kids are tougher and more resilient, maybe than you, that you give them credit for. They're going to be okay. I'm not saying that anymore because this is 21 months and people are breaking. Um, I see lots of schools reaching out for all kinds of help. Um... You can't find anybody right now. You can't find a counselor. can't find therapy. Hopefully, places like NAMI and Good Grief can help you out. The Zeff Center. Uh, but it is hard to find a body with the time and the mental bandwidth and strength to give 
more of themselves to you, even though you need help. But if they can't help themselves, they can't help anybody. So this is the, the phrase I've been using. Not that you listening to this podcast would hesitate to ask anyway, but one final ask as, or one final push for this. If, uh, if I can offer some kind of mental help triage, am I saying that right? Like you help wounded people in a war, just they're not going to die, but they're they're in bad shape, and you just help them, put them aside, and go tend to the to the victims who are more seriously injured or dying. That's what I aim to do. Um, some peer help for me, some experiential things that I've been through. Maybe just going, you'll be okay. Try this. Try this. Think about it this way. Maybe consider medication. Might be easier to find somebody to write you a script at this point. Let me offer some of my experience that has gone through the ringer and all the pain and anguish I've been through most of my life. Let me see if I can make good of that by offering you that triage um, until you can find better help if it exists. Um, So that's it. Bye-bye.